We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Light Years Podcast. Once again, without the man himself, Demis Vendiari, but we've got Ben Cruz, ex-producer of Light Years, head of over, head of over, like I said, uh, joining me again <laughs> for yeah. post-Blazers Warriors. Oh, man. I, I'm almost insulted that I was invited after this game. <laughs> but, uh, and I'm, I'm, it makes so much sense that Sam is not here right now. This, this, this was not a game worth talking about and, and you know, not paying attention to uh, your family. So great, great call, Sam, if you're listening. You made the right choice, brother. <laughs> now, to be fair, I did ask you before the game. You did. Uh, you did. Started. So, you know, I, I, I can't be that much of an asshole, you know, midway through this game. Like, hey, Ben, you want to you wanna fill in? No, I, this was one of those games I, I feel like uh, it's like a getaway game. The Warriors know that they're going on a long road trip. They know that the Blazers don't have Dame, don't have CJ. And uh, the only anticipation was Steph Curry going out there, seeing if he can make 16 threes. And after the first, qu- first quarter, when it was obvious after he missed his first four that he wasn't get si- going to get 16, I think the team just kind of said, eh, eh. Yeah, they, they kind of mailed it in. You know what? This, so this season has been really good, right, just from a Warriors perspective. And there was all this hype around tonight, obviously, because – and that just speaks to how special Steph is as a, as a player, right, that we were even considering 16 as a possibility yeah. for this dude. When in reality, that's just nuts, right? <laughs> that, yeah. that would be – that's breaking the record by two, which, uh, you know, anyway, it felt like this, – this game felt like a post-Michael Scott episode of The Office. Right? You're like, this is this is legendary shit. Like, I can't wait to tune in. And then you're like forcing yourself to watch it. You're like, you hate watching it at this point, or you're just watching it out of kind of out of respect for uh, for what's you know been done in the past. So it was definitely a rough watch, but uh, it was worth it for at least the first couple of minutes when you're like, oh, he's going for it for sure. Yeah, he came out. He shot that first shot, airballed, and you're just like, Ugh. by the way, I, I don't think the drop off between Michael Scott. And then what happened? Or I don't know what happened after he left. I don't, I erased it from my brain. But some of the worst TV I've, I've just ever seen. Will Ferrell was okay, but like yeah. everybody after that was just tro. I, damn, I'm I'm annoyed that you brought it up now because just <laughs> now I'm thinking about it. 
Oh. Yeah, they they stumbled to the uh, the end of that show, and and the, I, I've been listening a lot to the uh, not to plug another podcast, but um, the uh, <laughs> there's two office pods, right? There's office ladies and uh, Brian right, Baumgartner's right. Po- uh, right. office pod, and they get, they kind of talk about the um, the drama that kind of ensued toward the end, where you know they didn't renew um, Carell's uh, contract and everything else. So anyway, yeah, huh. I, I don't want to bum anybody else out thinking about the uh, post Michael, <laughs> post Michael Scott. Um, <laughs> hey, 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 it could be, it could be post Steph Curry, although, although oh it could be Moody looking incredible tonight. So, you know, oh, who knows? Did, yeah, you know? yeah. You know, but I, I, you know, tonight I think one of those, right. Like just, it's going to be a big road trip. We'll preview a part of it here uh, before we get to the callers. But I think overall, uh, the defense was great. I, I think Portland without Damon CJ, you can see that their personnel was actually not that bad defensively. If 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 their two best guys on offense weren't just sieves on defense, just didn't give a shit. So you know Portland played hard. Kudos to them. Kind of just uh just got out there and played all forty eight. Yeah, I mean it was weird. Obviously, um, Little was playing really well until he got hurt, right, and had to uh, kind of be out of the game. Um, <laughs> I mean for. This game had that feel of like, oh, the Warriors really going to win this game? Like that question lingered too long for for me, right? Like I would have yeah. almost preferred like if if they were not going to show up tonight or like kind of bring their A game, at least blow them out so I could change the channel. Uh, at the end, where you, I had to make sure because if you flip the channel and then all of a sudden we're on here and you're like, yo, they lost, <laughs> uh, that would have been really embarrassing to come on this post game and just assume that they won. So um, yeah, it was. Rough game, but you know that's just part of an 82 game schedule, right? It's, yeah, it's I think that's part of it, right? It's just, it's just you got 82 games. Last season, if we had run this game, the Warriors maybe win by a couple points, but it'd be extremely frustrating, right? Like they, they throw. Not that tonight, not that tonight's game was less frustrating, but I think there's just, uh, uh there's just, you knew that the Warriors were going to win tonight. And so some of the turnovers that they had, some of the shots that they missed, I mean, they missed every open three to start the game. Some yeah. of the stuff where you you normally get annoyed about, I think you don't with this team this season because it just feels like those championship teams where you know they're going to win, so why be annoyed? Whereas last season, when these same things happen, you're just like, oh my God, Kelly Oubre's one for seven from three. He missed another defensive assignment, right? Ken Bazemore turned it over three times. like Stuff like that, I think last season we were agitated, but this season we're just like, yeah. 10 point win. Yeah. And I think, I think probably the most annoying thing about tonight was Steph still had to play 33 minutes. Right. And, right. and, and that's obviously he was, he was gunning for it, right. 17 threes. Like he was, he, I think he told a, a reporter that he was going to go for 18 was one off of that. And disappointing that you don't see Chris Chioza <laughs> in a game like this, right? Like he's kind of the victory cigar. So you just kind of want to see him out there because that means they, they had it under control. Um, so a, l- a little too close to comfort, but you know, again, Shit like this happens throughout yep. the year where they don't just don't take it seriously and, and and they're about to head on the road. So they're they're already looking forward to that stuff. Let's uh let's get to the road, the five game roadie. Uh the Warriors actually played, I think, like fifteen of eighteen or something of the, of the next or fifteen some some wild amount. They're playing a lot of road games. Uh yeah. in the uh in the month of December, uh the rest of the month and, and going into January. A lot of road games. So let's talk about the next five. Um I'm gonna rattle them off for you. Um, you tell me what you think they're going to end at, or you tell me what you what game you think is exciting. Um, we got Philly on Saturday, uh, Indiana on Monday, Tuesday night, back-to-back at New York MSG, and then they get two days off. And to end next week, they get Boston, Toronto, back-to-back, Friday and Saturday night. So your initial thoughts? 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's a solid roadie. Uh, I mean, I think I like all the games except for the Pacers game. I mean, right. <laughs> the Pacers will be interesting to look at just because, uh, you know, their their team is kind of in, in disarray right now. But obviously the Sixers, I mean, that's that's a that's a great team um, that they're going to be facing against in a national TV game. And again, if, if Steph puts on a 10-3 performance on national Ooh. TV, on an ABC game, Ooh. I mean, that's, that's Adam Silver's wet dream right there, right? Like, that's, that's what you want is just everything. And, and, you know, there's the Steph or the Curry brother connection. Dell might be in the house, like, you know, all that stuff. So that's obviously the most interesting. I mean, and if he doesn't, though, the second most interesting is shout out to our guy, Mikas. He kind of talked this, I think, into reality, uh, that um, TNT game an MSG on Tuesday where Steph could break it there too, right? If he doesn't go off against the Sixers. So, I mean, those two stand out a lot. Um, and, you know, Celtics Raptors should be interesting. Those two teams are, are, are kind of, you know, they're, they're kind of whatever, but um, at least we have the 76ers and Knicks um, on this, on this roadie. It's, it's, it should be interesting. Yeah. That, that Sixers game is going to be fun. I mean, the Sixers get beat back, but they're struggling a little bit. Um, I'm, I'm not sure what their identity is, but it should be a fun game. Um, Tybo is going to make it a little bit tough for, I think, Steph to kind of get fully uh, fully broken free there. But I think the indie game is kind of the game where you're going to see they might need a rest. I mean, yes, we can talk about Steph breaking the three record, but he is going to break it regardless. Right? But I think what this team needs is their guys need a rest. You yeah. just can't have Steph and Draymond play this many games and not expect guys to either be tired or just get injured. And obviously, knock on wood, you don't want any of these guys to get hurt. But man, Steph has missed what? How many games in season one? Because one. he rested against yeah. Detroit, right? Yeah. Like, did, like Draymond missed. Has he has he missed that same game too? He rested, but like, yeah. has has Draymond been hurt? He's had some nicks and bruises. So it, it, they've got to find one to rest that. Whether that's Indiana, right? That seems like a, a very obvious game, um, or maybe Boston or Toronto, like one of those games. If not, if not one if not both of the back-to-backs right i just they have to do it i think it just be these these guys aren't 25 26 anymore um you, you gotta set these guys down i mean a couple times tonight where steph would just just turnovers where you're just kind of like whoa like yes he turns the ball over but some of these you're just like Ugh, you don't see those too often right he's, he's just gassed you know and, and the, the style that he plays he's getting you know hit on every single play right he's getting hit and grabbed so, I mean, some days off here. Pacers got to be a day off, right? Yeah. Like, play your national televised game, everybody. Uh, but take that Monday off, you know, a little, little four-day work week. Uh, we've all wanted to take that Monday off. Yep, um, yep. And then, yeah, I mean, Friday, Saturday, t- take the take the Saturday off against the Raptors. You know, back-to-back, a little nice night in Toronto. Uh, great, great city. Great nightlife. So, uh, um, I'm, I'm writing the doctor's note uh, <laughs> from, from my side for uh, the Warrior Stars to just get some legs back underneath them. Because, I mean, yeah. you can see it tonight. They're, you can kind of see it in their eyes. They're just they're just all gassed. And, and yeah. rightfully so. They've been pedal to the metal, right? They're, they're trying to have this – they're trying to set this soft cushioning area for, for Clay and Wiseman to land. Right, so, right. So, um, you know, credit to them for, for doing that for their guys. But they, they need to chill out for a second. Yeah, they're, it's a great point. I, they are – they're 21-4. and four. Um, You know, this road trip, they're, you know, at the very least three and two. Right. Mm-hmm. At the very least, they get a couple wins. Uh, you know, New York, Boston's banged up. Toronto's banged. They like their top two players aren't even out. OG Ananobi's been hurt for a while. Jalen Brown's not playing. So uh, Indiana's a mess. Right. And, and so like you could probably see three wins. You're, you're coming back home 20, 
four wins in the bank right before before Christmas there, and then you get Clay Thompson coming back around that time frame. So I think they've banked enough wins. I I understand you know you want to chase the one seed. You want to have home court advantage against Phoenix. But at the same time, I think the Warriors, Steve Kerr, they modeled themselves after Greg Popovich and those Spurs teams. And those Spurs teams won a lot of games, but those Spurs teams also rested their guys. And they always rested their guys, maybe to the point that uh, the commissioner didn't like it, right? He'd make yeah. it a point to rest Duncan on national television. It's like, can you imagine, and, and Steve would never do this, but can you imagine if if they benched Stephen Draymond on Tuesday night in New York, right? But but they have to find a way. They, they just have to find a way uh, to get those guys some rest. I, I think on the road trip, probably three and two, because I'm thinking that they rest the game and take an L. And then they lose another one there. Um, there. There's some good teams. So I think along the lines of three and two, I think is reasonable. Yeah. And I mean, they've proved their point, right? These first 25 games or so, like they're a good team. Like we, we get it. They, they don't. Yeah. Right. They, there's part, probably part of them that wanted to start off this year like this, just to remind everyone that they still had it and that they're back. Like message sent. <laughs> we got it. So now, you know, it, it, it's well within their right and what they should be doing is is you know resting up and, and kind of gearing up for for the long term here and and that Kerr loves to play that right like he loves to do it um and this they've finally found an opportunity to, to do that um and you know save some of these legs for for that Christmas game right when these guys want to get up for that they don't want to be gassed for that one like if you're gassed for Indiana or Boston or Toronto um in the middle of December we're not going to remember these games, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> so, hey, we're not remembering this one. We're not remembering this one. But uh, yeah, if there's one person that's great at kind of managing the the uh, the long term season um, and and the uh, effects of what can happen, it's Steve Kerr. Um, yeah. So not too uh, not too worrisome there. Great to see Clay warming up pregame. Uh, man, closer and closer with Clay Thompson. Just a couple of weeks. Today might have been the the. Last home game that we'll ever watch at Chase Center without Clay Thompson. What do you think about that, huh? The next oh, time man. they'll be back is on the twentieth, and uh, Clay Thompson could be back for that game. Uh, man, that that would see that would be a great Monday. That that's a great way to start the week. Uh, I I assumed he'd be back by by either that game or the Grizzlies game. I kind of wanted to pre-buy Grizzlies tickets <laughs> like, a while ago. Like once the once those rumors started really started to ramp up that he was coming back and they're kind of targeting like a mid-December and you, you start figuring out where the home games are. Um, although Kings would be a softer landing spot, right? Like, and he has the history against the Kings, right? 37 and a quarter. So it could be nice to, to add him to that. But yeah, man, I mean, Clay back at Chase, like full uniform, like in actual games. Uh, sign me up. I'm ready for either. Yeah. <laughs> I, either way. <laughs> Pre-buying tickets, smart man. Yeah, I, I think, and I have no sources on this, I, I don't know, and everybody's reporting different stuff, but I think he's back that Kings game in the, tw- uh, uh, that, that first game back against the Kings on the 20th. Uh, it's just, it's a perfect spot. The Kings play no defense. They're a mess. It's the first game back after a road trip, right? Uh, this team is going to be, they, you know, as Fitz says, first game back after a road trip is always tough. What's what's better to get this team going than Clay Thompson uh, yeah. out there? So I I think it's gonna happen. I'm willing it. It's, look, if he's gonna wait and wait another week or two weeks, we'll live. You know, what I mean, we waited two years, man, uh, for two and a half years almost for Clay to come back. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So anyway, um, any final thoughts? Let's get to the goons, huh? Let's get to the goons. Let's do it. All right. Let's get, if you guys, if you guys got a got something to say, call in. Uh, we'll, we'll make this one relatively quick before we get out of here. Bernardo, what a night! <laughs> wow, that's just wow. I, as you learn in the Orlando game, when the game is tough, my head just goes in good places. So first of all. Sam's life is already over, right? Because no back to back, no back to back, no post games. I don't want to be the bearer of horrible news, but come on. <laughs> and <laughs> and so I got a couple of shouts to do first. First of all, somebody I'm gonna read his handle on Twitter. This he said the the splash the splash uncles. <laughs> that made me laugh so much. <laughs> Splash uncles are good. And then for me, this, this game was like the last season of Game of Thrones, where it constantly happens, waiting for something to happen and nothing happens ever. It's just constant disappointment. So, and one more thing, not one more thing, one other thing. You ask on, on Twitter why all the all the Warriors games are on national TV. That you know the you know the answer because the NBA is only fun when Steph is fun. That's it. Yeah. Like yeah. The, the Warriors is the most interesting team since the Warriors, basically. So <laughs> see now now that's <laughs> see, Bernardo and and thanks for calling. I think that's that's a great point, and I asked that kind of tongue in cheek. The Warriors are the most interesting team in the regular season, in the postseason since the Warriors. <laughs> like, like it's insane. Right, like it, the the Warriors have a way of making the regular season matter, especially to the casual fan, and I think that matters when you're talking about basketball and history and what we're gonna think about this team, man. Like, there's there's nothing more exciting than it's a random Wednesday night and people are locked into Steph Curry in the nation because they want to know if he's gonna break the re- three point record and break Ray Allen's record for most threes of all time. Yeah, and I mean, first of all, I want to defend our guy Sam. Uh, you know, <laughs> his life's not completely over. It's uh, because and he he's he's playing this right. He's 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 a true Kerr disciple. He took the right two games off, and he's gonna be back refreshed uh, with some amazing takes. Um, and you know the the Light Years Bros will be back together. No, no problem. <laughs> I just wanted to put that up there for my guy, man. He's uh he's 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 doing great though, from what I uh, I've, I've surmised and you know in some text messages with him, he's doing great. <laughs> we'll see. R.I.P. Um, all right, let's let's keep it running along here. Shake. I think we missed Shake last time, so appreciate you jumping on, man. What's up, brother? Hey, man. I feel like a, a basketball junkie having watched that game. I just, 
nothing good about it, man. You just watching it the start to finish. You gotta be a real fan, real fan. Anyways, I uh, just a quick question, I guess. Do you think Jordan Poole has been the best finisher on the team this year? I feel like Looney, whenever he wants to actually dunk, misses them half the time. Wiggins, whenever he's like engaged, he's been a better shooter, but I think he's sometimes his engagement levels off. But Poole, I think, has been pretty consistent and crafty with his finishes more, more so than even steps this year. Think he's been the best, best uh, downhill finisher on the team? Ooh. Ben? That's a great question. I mean, I feel the most confident in him right now as a finisher. Like, in that title used to belong to Wiggins. Um, but some, sometimes Wiggins, when he gets up in the air, it feels like he doesn't know what he's going to do. He gets caught in that in-between of, am I going to dunk it or am I going to lay it up? And then he just ends up missing a bunny. Um, so, I, I mean, I'm with that. Yeah, I, I think Poole, he's a great finisher, right? When he's attacking... Um, I, I, I feel like he's going to get there and I feel like it's going to go in no matter what the angle. Uh, so yeah, I'm with that. Jordan yep. Poole is the best finisher on the team. I'm with it. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, usually it's Steph, but Steph's having a down year finishing. I think Steph will be fine, but yeah, without a doubt. I mean, he has a lightning first step. First step's quicker mm-hmm. than Steph. Kef doesn't step. Wow. What am I saying? But Steph doesn't have this, the same first step. Steph just has a shot. That's so ridiculous. He can get by literally anybody in the world. But uh, yeah, Jordan Poole is the best finisher on the team. My my thing is like I want him to actually finish more and stop shooting as many threes. But his problem tonight yeah. was that he just missed open threes. So, um, so yeah, good game for good, another good game for Jordan Poole. Yeah, and I mean he's gonna provide that even when Clay comes back, right? That's gonna be something that they just second have unit in a lot. Second so. unit, Jordan. It's gonna be nice to have. Yes, sir. Garrett, what's up, brother? Hey guys, it's been a while. Andy, Ben, I hope uh, when Sam comes back, he's well. Um, but just two things. Um, I've been watching a lot of other NBA games, just more so than usual. I watch a lot of NBA, but like, I don't know. I've been, as uh, Shik was saying, I've been feeling like the basketball junkie itch. And um, the biggest thing I noticed, I was watching my girlfriend and she said, like, everyone else plays so bleh. Like, she just looked disgusted <laughs> as she should be. Like, we were watching that Lakers game and it was like, God, this is unwatchable. But then when you see like some of the Warriors role guys play like they do like Otto and a couple of other good guys that had um, good games tonight. It just, it's really refreshing. Like, honestly, it's just gross to watch most of the other teams in the league right now. Um, second thing, I'm really excited that Kaminga's coming with us on this roadie because I think he has a couple of really good matchups potentially coming up. Um, I think Philly weirdly enough is a good matchup for him. Um, you could always use more wing defense, wing defense. Sorry. Um, and I think that him and Moody are going to come back and do something kind of the same way Jordan Poole did when he came back from the G league, maybe not to the same like degree, but they're going to come back and make an impact. Just tea leave stuff. I have a feeling. Um, but, oh yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. Go keep going. You got one more point. Oh no, no, that's pretty much it. I was just, yeah. I didn't know Kamingo was on the trip, so I'll, I'll take your word for that. It makes sense too um, that he's going to be on the trip. And 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 a shout shout out to uh, Garrett for calling in here. Uh, a couple things. First one, Steve's system has been the most fun to watch in the NBA since he installed it in 2014. Right? He was one of the main driving forces of the Warriors winning the championship. Because if you guys remember Mark Jackson, uh, for for Warriors fans that have been here since the Mark Jackson days, they literally just ran ISO ISO pick and roll more ISO. Uh, more ISO and then maybe some pick and roll. Uh, and then and then Jermaine O'Neal mid-range jump. Or excuse me, Carl Landry mid-range jumper. So it wasn't pretty. Um, and then when when Steve joined, I think he allowed the rest. 
we have our reservations in how effective that is in the postseason. But if we're talking on a nightly day-to-day watch, he empowers every single player up and down the roster uh, and maximizes what they do and what they do well. Comparing it to the rest of the league, most teams just play basketball the way that kind of James Harden plays, right? You kind of have one guy that handles the ball, you spam pick and roll, and then you have a bunch of role players in the corners that shoot threes. And that's essentially the most efficient way that, that you can score points in the league. It doesn't mean that it's the most fun to watch. And I think that's the difference between the Warriors and everyone else. Yeah, I mean, the way that the rest of the NBA plays, right, is is how we play 2K, right? <laughs> because it's the simplest way to do it. It's, it's you know, L1, L2, whatever, L1 or L2, set the screen, and then you just make shit happen. Um, I Like, when I play with the Warriors on 2K, I don't know how to run. I can't run for a system. Like, right. I can't lock onto Steph and just run through, you know, all around the court and just try to get an open shot. So, like, it's that version, you know, of basketball is, like, the easiest to understand. Um because it's it's been in ingrained in the NBA forever, right? What Kerr's kind of put in is this read and react system. Is it's almost as many games as we watch. Sometimes it's still unpredictable, right? Like it's it, it, you know what they're supposed to do or what they can do with a certain action, but like sometimes they'll they'll do the opposite, yep. right? And and it's just so interesting to watch where it kind of keeps you on the edge of your seat, even even though you understand where everyone's supposed to be. And that's I think what makes it so hard to guard is you're trying to think three steps ahead with it when in reality you might just need to think one or two and that's what complicates it. So it's, it's, it's so aesthetically pleasing because it's, it's almost, it's like a a reality show. You just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, It's, it's, and that's stuff too. You just, you just have no idea. You have no idea what's going to happen. All right, David, what's up brother? Uh, Yo, what's up fellas. So quick updates for you. And then, Two questions. All right, I'll hit my roommate for the updates. What's up, fellas? It's Nick and Dave here. I got a couple <laughs> updates for you. We just got back from the game. Uh, ended up sitting next to some Portland family and friends. <laughs> we, got, we got hookups to the Blazers family and friends family and section. Friends. Yeah, so we, we had to keep it kind of incognito tonight because we were <laughs> surrounded by a lot of red. But uh, So we got, we got a couple reports. Um, the first one is that uh, according to a family member, Damian Lillard opted out of surgery this past season because he got hurt in the Olympics, something going on with his abdomen. That's what she said. I take her word for it. She seemed like a pretty trustworthy lady. (laughs) Um, Next one up, Robert Covington. Uh, According to the same lady, he's the funniest player on the Trailblazers. That's all I got for you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. David, do you have anything else to add? Yeah, nothing else to add. Terrible game. The pretty shitty that we got such good tickets to such a bad game, honestly. But uh, my question, so yeah. I got one fun question and one serious one. So a fun question, is it possible to get Goon Squad merch up? I would love to rep a Goon Squad Lightyear shirt. So if I see a fan, I'll know what's up. So uh, take that, sit with it. The other question is possibly, can you guys get nate duncan on the pod uh like after the all-star break so we could talk possible trade slash buyout uh candidates um oh, i don't know yeah. if everyone feels out about it but i still feel like if Kyrie comes back we, we still might need an extra player so just my thoughts appreciate you guys appreciate you man uh, uh man i i wish i wish uh i wish steph had uh, made 16 for you that the, the dame uh the Dame stuff is funny. Um, I, I did not hear anything about that. I, I cannot confirm nor deny. But, um, uh, you know, hopefully it's wrong. Hopefully it doesn't actually need surgery. But he, he's sitting out for a little while. Uh, hopefully he gets healthy. 
Um, Light Years Goons shirt. Uh, let me run that by Sam uh, if he's ever going to be alive again. Yeah, we'll get that up and running for you guys. Um, and then Nate Duncan, uh, friend of the show, Nate Duncan. We've actually never had him on. Uh, used to sit next to him at every game. Uh, Is that true? The, Is that true? Yeah. Never had him on? Never had him on. It's crazy. Really nice guy. Uh, yeah, I know. He's tall great. as hell. He's like 6'7 or something insane. Every time I see him, I'm like, dude. Yeah, never had him on. Um, probably should have. I think I've had everybody in the Warriors uh, community. <laughs> Anybody that, that has ever touched uh, covering the Warriors on, Ben, but that's, but not Nate. So we'll, we'll have him on at some that's point. surprising. I had to guard him for a few seconds during a Warriors World Tournament one year. Yeah. And it was it was the most terrifying experience of my life. That dude, that dude's huge. And I was like, <laughs> wait, you're that – aren't you the, <laughs> the guy on Twitter? What the hell are you doing here? He's balling. <laughs> Looking like Zaza guarding me. All right, let's keep it moving. Shout out to David Gross. Great call. Um, all right, we got GSW ready. What's up, brother? Hey, what's up, boys? Hey, what an exciting game tonight. And uh, I'm talking about the Agua Caliente Clippers versus <laughs> Santa Cruz Warriors. Um, that was incredible. Dude, they like it was actually spicier, more exciting than, than the Golden State game. They were 100%. up, they had like an 11 point lead with two and a half minutes left, and they found a way to like almost blow it. But uh, I don't know if you guys aren't watching G League basketball, people are going to be surprised by Kuminga and Moody. Um, like, yeah, what are your I thoughts that, around those guys tonight? I, I, we saw the stats, but what, what were your thoughts? Uh, I mean, we've seen so we've seen we've seen Jana have like a, several good games, and people are gonna like. I know we know he's athletic, like he looks big, but people that haven't been watching are going to be blown away. I'm telling you, you watch this guy in person. And, like, he's just a physical force that can, like, impose his way on the basketball court whenever he wants to. Like, he is so much stronger and faster. Um, I don't know, man. There's just different levels to it. When you see when you see these uh, these players live, like, I feel like anytime Jonathan gets the ball, it's like he gets this look in his eye. He's like, I'm going to do something, and you you can't do anything about it. And it. And he just does it. So, um, but Moses Moody, when I've seen him, he's had a little less energy um, hmm. in warmups even or in games, but tonight was electric, like looked really good um, and absolutely looked like a, a step above um, everyone else out there. Um, yeah, the scoring, cool you wouldn't see. think. Yeah, you wouldn't think Moody's that type of scorer. So when I saw, when I saw yeah. the numbers pop out, I'm just like, hold on, he shot that many shots? Yeah, uh, I mean, what, what's, what's going down? What's going on over there tonight? <laughs> so, so I mean, just a few minutes, by the way, just a few minutes. I watched Kaminga. I was like, man, I, I keep throwing the Giannis stuff out there. Not to say that he's going to be Giannis, but I just keep seeing the strength and the relentlessness yeah. with which he plays. It, it, that's Giannis mentality. It's the mentality that that guy has that is going to make him successful. You would think of the NBA. Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's just, he's so strong. I mean, he's listed at six, seven, um, theoretically this dude could grow still i mean i think he's 19 years old can you imagine if he ended up at like six nine or something like that nope. like it would just be unbelievable. yeah it's, he's listed six eight on wiki 225 um i don't know man like he's he's a monster there's a lot of talk this week about trades like potential trades with sure the pacers trying to switch it up i don't know if you've covered that at all yeah uh, yep. There's a lot of talk going on. I just don't see, and I went on record too on Twitter, and I was like, I just don't see any moves being made. I, I can't imagine it. Yeah, um, I think 
I, I think I, I doubt that the Warriors, I mean, one of the, the moves might make sense, right? Like I think a Miles Turner move might make sense uh, just in terms of getting a big, getting someone defensively that could play. But at the end of the day, we know what Joe Lycob wants to do. He doesn't want to move exactly. any of these guys. So like that's the yes. That's, even if it, like if you're telling me that um, Paul George for some reason wants out, yeah, they'll make a move. 100% they'll try to get Paul George and they'll trade sure. those guys. But Paul George isn't going anywhere. And none of these guys like Bradley Beal, Bradley Beal's not he's not that guy. He's not that guy maybe that you want to move all these pieces. He's not a guy that fits that well with the Warriors and they don't think so either and he's not a superstar. Right, well, so he's like not fucking really vaccinated nobody. either. <laughs> so, yeah, oh, actually, yeah, you're right. I, that fool can't play basketball in San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> so, I saw that yeah, earlier man. today. I'm like, that's not going to happen. I didn't even know that. That's that's funny. Yeah. Anything else, man? Nah, I mean, the Santa Cruz game was exciting, man. I'm really excited about these rookies. I can't. I'm a Wiseman truther and an apologetic <laughs> one. Um, you know, it's with the trade situation, and we've talked about Lakeup's bravado, like. I mean, I think there's a lot of discussion about, like, uh, if you could guarantee a win this year, would they trade these rookie pieces? And, like, just with how Lakeham is, like, I swear, he's probably looking at everything and, like, convinced that he's going to win the next four years without making any 100%. Moves. 100%. So I, don't, I don't think he's got any any urgency about it at all. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, good rap. Good rap, guys. The energy coming into this game today, I mean, obviously it didn't play out like we hoped, but it felt exciting. Like all day I was kind of buzzing, like almost like we were going into the playoffs right? Um, with this right. impact, impending record and whatever. So, you know, it's a good day. Yeah. We'll get it again. We'll, we'll be back out there Saturday. I appreciate you, man. Like resident, yeah. uh, resident, ah, I always do that. Uh, but resident uh, uh, G League expert, uh, Warriors Reddit, uh, jumping on the show to let us know. I, I can't wait for Wiseman to get out there, man. The oh, team. yeah. That, that's going to be nice. I mean, I saw someone in the chat say, you know, a, a green room or a post green room after a Santa Cruz Warriors game. I think <sighs> a little, little Wiseman, you guys might have to do it. Maybe live. Oh, my God. You just field trip? Field trip to Santa Cruz? God. You just, um, Ben, Ben, I have a job. <laughs> Me, guess. <laughs> That's the, the most fair reason to not go to San Cruz. Can't no, I do. I just, I, I'm messing around. I'm messing. Can't around. believe I'm I just sorry. heard Andy on record say, "Can't wait to see Wiseman play basketball." I'm sick. I'm disgusted. You sold out. Joe Lake got you on the payroll. Joe Lake got you on the payroll. <laughs> one thing I'll say. One thing I'll say uh, is uh, I, I'm very. Uh, I'm happier this year. I, I'm not whining. I'm gonna do it because you know why the Warriors are 21 and four. I, I just you know, when the when the team is that good, it's hard for me to be miserable. You guys have followed me for a long time. Uh, I just, you know, I, 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 if the Warriors are good, I'm happy. If they're not, I'm happy to say that they suck and I'm going to be miserable. So, you know, I'm not the type of guy that's always going to be miserable all the time. So, you know, they're good. We're good. We're all smiling. And, and, and yet you want to bring Wiseman back and make us not as good. Okay, uh, I hear you. Back I hear you. to the G um, League. Back to yeah, the yeah, G back, League. Oh, back to the G League. Okay. Yeah. I can't wait to see him in the G League. That'll be fun. Um, <laughs> and let him stay there for a whole year. Let him get his <laughs> skills worked on. Um, tonight, kind of like, you know, even though we are 21-4 tonight, sucked. It kind of had, like, the same energy as, like, that 2019 season when Steph broke his hand, except, like, Steph was playing. So it was, like, a little weird. But uh, as a whole, I'm curious. Do we think we, – we know Steph's been chucking these last, like, six, seven games, like, really yeah. chucking, kind of not taking three at all, just shooting threes. Do we think that the – and, you know, I feel like in the past, if he had been chucking like this, the percentages would have been a little bit better. Do we think it's more because the record is, is in his head or do we think his sub pattern is making it hard for him to be able to get Ooh. into a rhythm that he likes? And do we think that by the playoffs, 
Do we think that Steph – we, we know Steph has, like, autonomy and say. Do we think that if they get to the playoffs and they, you know, rattled off 65 wins, that Kerr goes, hey, we're sticking to the sub-pattern because it won a 65 games. We're not going to change this around because we've already uh, we've already proven that this works. We won 65 games. It was 60 games. Even. If we win 60 games, is there a need to change the pattern even if Steph is not able to get as scorching as he normally does? It's my first question or half question, two questions, whatever. My second one, I'm just thinking preemptively. If we were to win the title this year, would this be the best title of the four? Would this be the best? <laughs> I know the first one is like sweet. I know the next two with Katie are good. Would the rising, like a phoenix from the ashes, Clay coming back from two lower leg injuries, Steph being the guy, probably winning an MVP, probably winning a finals MVP, would this be the most satisfying one if they were to win? So those oh, are the two questions my. I leave you with, boys, and uh, keep killing it. Everybody's talking about how Sam's life is over. They're treating, they're, they're treating Ben like he's Jordan Poole out here, subbing in for like Clay Thompson. Sam's going to be gone for a few days. He's going to be back real soon, guys. He's fine. Yeah. His life's, his life's, maybe it's like a lower leg. Maybe it is like an Achilles tear, but I don't know. I think he's, he'll be. <laughs> He'll, he'll be back pretty soon, I'm thinking. Sam Shout Kemp. out, Sam. Shout out to the legend. Have a good one, boys. He can't stay away, because I appreciate you, brother, man. Just fucking just coming in with the fucking questions every time. Ben, which one do you want to hit first? Oh, boy. Um, let's go Let's go the first one. Okay. Um, both. I think both. I, I think he's forcing it right now. Um, you never see Steph shoot the way that he does. Chuck up as many shots as he did the last few games as he, as he ever. I didn't realize how much the three-point record meant to him uh, until I saw him at the presser kind of almost crying, saying that he would have cried if he if he kept answering how much it meant to him. So it kind of shocked me. Um, and now it makes sense uh, why he's shooting so much and why it's kind of off a little bit because I think this is not how he plays basketball. Um, he's usually very complo- very composed. He plays how he plays. Um, but it's affecting him, right? And so I think the percentages are gonna are gonna are gonna revert back to normal. I think the sub pattern, yeah, it's got him a little bit out of rhythm, a little bit, I think. But I think it's better for the team. Um, end of the day, what matters is how much he plays in the fourth quarter. And I think with this particular sub pattern, it's gonna help the team more because he's gonna be able to start the fourth quarter moving forward, and he's gonna be rolling in his close close game. He can just play the whole fourth instead of coming in with about four minutes left, which is what happened the last few years. So. Yeah, my thoughts on how, those. Much, how much do you think it's this latest string of games where he just hasn't been shooting well? I mean, I feel like some of it's fatigue, right? Like that's what we were talking about earlier, where he just looks gassed, right? And and maybe it is a combination of he's 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 gunning for the record at the same time, and you know you know the weight of that challenge. I don't know. He just he just looks tired to me. You know what I mean? Like he was yep. he was shooting fine up until the Phoenix game. Like it, it wasn't this bad. It was it was you know your typical Steph Curry percentages. So I don't know. I, I, he just seems gassed to me, and and a couple nights off might be what exactly what he needs. And yep. yeah, he needs. I think he needs to break the record. Like you break the record, get him some rest, and I think you know he he kind of writes the ship here a little bit. That's what I feel at least. Kind of watching. Yep, I I, I agree. Um, and then the second question. I think this one's going to be the best out of the four. <laughs> really? really? I, I do. I, I do. I, it, now, I, I think in this situation, uh, the, let's say they beat the Lakers, and then let's say they go through the Suns, Chris Paul, and then they go through the Net Brooklyn Nets with KD or Giannis. I mean, with Clay coming back from injury, two years of people writing him off, Steph 34 years old, I, I just, uh, man, 
Would this be the most impressive? I think yes. Would it be maybe the ha- the happiest one? You know, maybe that's the first one. The best team out of all the four is going to be that first KD team, right? That's the best basketball team we've ever we're ever going to see. But man, this one might be the one where you're just like, shit, nobody saw this one coming kind of thing when you look at it before the season. It's kind of like that. It's like a mirror image of that 14-15 season, except that these guys are in their early to mid-30s. It's just, it's insane if they if they pull this off. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm still, I think it just depends on the path. Like you laid it out, right? If if they kind of take down some some big teams and some big names along the way this year, I, I could see it being the best. I mean, I, I just, I can't put anything above 2015. Like that was just a culmination of so much pain and agony over a right. couple, over so many years, right? Um, and, and that path was interesting because, I mean, when they were down to one of the Grizzlies, they're like, shit, maybe this is where we get let down. Right. Um, no, and, no. and, and they didn't. Uh, and then obviously the, you know, start firing up that Cavs rivalry. Um, just, it, it, and, and then them ultimately winning. Uh, I like my wife still has a picture of me, like underneath a TV with a hat over my face, like trying not to cry after they won and not to get too dramatic, but like, I don't know. It, it was, I don't know. It was like the ch- losing your championship virginity, right? Like <laughs> you'll, you'll it, it's it's tough to uh you'll always remember the first one. And I guess, you know, th- this one might be the best. I don't know. It, it just depends on the path. Is what I'm going to say. Yeah. yeah. I, I I hear you. It's just man, just with what they've gone through, I think this time around, it's just going to be a different feeling where just Steph broken hand, tough couple seasons, people writing him off, then he coming back and having that MVP type season. Draymond Green, who essentially was a shell of himself for two whole seasons. I mean, like Steph, at least we knew he was good, but Draymond, like we didn't know if he was ever going to be this good again. Clay Thompson, we didn't see ever, right? Like we didn't see him out of sight, out of mind, not even on the basketball court. Two body, lower body injuries, right? Andre Godala is going to be 30, 50 years old by the time June comes around. Uh, Andrew Wiggins, $30 million a guy that people wrote off because, you know, kind of he just wasn't very good into that guy, right? A team with three rookies, essentially. James Wiseman, Moody, and Kaminga just taking up three. Like veteran guys, Jordan Poole, who's a great story. It's just, I just think that this team, the story that can come out of this, all four stories are going to be great, right, of, of all the teams. But this one, it's just, I don't know, man. It, it feels like that Jordan type of, the second the second Jordan three-peat, this feels like, I mean, it could be the beginning or it could be the end of it, but it's if it's that fourth title for Steph that comes, that's the other thing. He's a top five player of all time. Like that's what it is. It's insane to think about. Yeah, and and I think you know to that point, this is if they win the championship this year, it's it's them kind of erasing all those doubts, right? Because the first one was just the climb, right? And and right. you kind of realized, you know, after they kind of had the one seed that they were the best team in the league that year, right? Whether they won the championship. It was still, you know, up for grabs because you're just kind of used to disappointment with the Warriors at, at that time. And now, I mean, all, the, all, you know, all the stuff is washed. You know, Draymond is washed. It, it will clever return and, and be the same. I think the most impressive part, if they do win this year, is the fusion kind of of, yep. you know, Warriors past and, and, and present, right? Or, or future, I should say, because no one – no one's ever been able to do that. No one's been able to straddle that line of, oh, we're going to build now and for the future. Right. Yep. And that was kind of the narrative that, you know, Lacob has been trying to 
you know, push for, um, you know, since they had um, the seven and 14 pick yeah. this year. Right. So, and for it to now be working, that's wild. Yeah. That, that's the most surprising part, right? It, it, the, Steph proving doubt is wrong. Doesn't surprise me. Draymond the same <laughs> clay coming back. Um, it, it's a feel good story and it's great, but like the way that they've been able to come kind of make this roster work. And obviously, you know, Kaminga and, and Moody aren't quite there yet. Wiseman's a big question mark, but Poole kind of being an integral part of this team like this early in his career. And, and, like, and he still will be when Clay comes back, right? I think that's the most impressive part to me anyway. Yeah. I just three, there's going to be three phases of this Warriors, of this Warriors run dynasty, whatever it is. Well, definitely dynasty, but you, you get the Steph Curry kind of Clay Thompson, Draymond Green leading him to a title the first time around. You get the heartbreak. That's phase one. You get Kevin Durant. You get two titles, more heartbreak. That's phase two, right? They, they lose that title. They get those injuries. And then here comes phase three. It, it's Steph Curry again. It's Draymond again. It's Clay Thompson coming back from injury. And, and here they do it again, right? This is their last stand, right? And, and this is their last stand, not, not being that this is the last season, but like this is their last phase. This is what those guys are going to do. They're going to go down. They're going to go down swinging and they're going to win one title, two title, whatever it is. And it's just, man, it's, it's exciting stuff. Um, all right, guys, I know we got, got a bunch of people, but we're going to head out. We will be back. Well, I will be back uh, Saturday night uh, after Steph hopefully breaks the record. Uh, so thanks, everyone. Ben, I appreciate you coming on, as always, man. Always, brother. Thanks, everybody. Chapman, welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.